nothing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning in the presence of God. How much a beautiful presence in this place. Amen. God is so good. God is so good. We had a great time yesterday at the men's discipleship. Come on, man. Man, it was a great time. Great word. We ministered on endure, on endure, talking about how to endure. Amen. And, and uh, endurance, it's up to you. It's in your ball court. What do you want to do with it? Amen. And so let's endure to the end to see what God has for us as men. Amen. Um, I was excited because I know the kids are right now, they're fundraising. Uh, for the the kids chapel, come on, somebody, kids, kids amen. I'll, I'll w kids, amen. They're pushing it, and so I know they're selling the bread. Been selling the bread, and so uh, I was on a table with some of the pastors sitting there, and my daughter said, "Take my and sell it to the pastors." I said, "Oh, you want to make me do it?" I said, "Okay, praise the Lord." So I, I, I took the paperwork and and I looked at one of the pastors. Hey, you would like to help buy some bread for the for the for the kids? He goes, "You know, I want to help you guys." He said, but I want to, I want to, he goes, I want to plant a seed. He said, okay, praise the Lord. So he went and he, this pastor planted a thousand dollars into the ministry for the kids. Come on, somebody. That, that. And I told my daughter, because you pushed me to do something, I did it. And it was a great seed. Come on, somebody. It was a great seed. And, and that, that's what I'm talking about. So you've got to learn how to step on the faith, do things, and God will always show up. You know, we're talking about uh, this morning or this month, we've been talking about encounter, having a God encounter, having an encounter with God. I think that there's too much religion, too many rules, and too many dogmatic things that we always fail and we don't, and we don't live up to those standards. So then we feel that God hates us and God don't love us and God's mad at us. But when you step into God's presence, and you step into his presence and you have an encounter with him. And there's a touch that changes you, that breaks you, that wakes you up. Come on, somebody. Out from whatever condition you're in, from whatever place you're in in your life. That's something that we need to hold on to. And maybe you, you haven't had that experience. You know, and I've lo- no- noticed throughout the years, sometimes you have to push yourself. You have to push yourself. And I want to be preaching uh, this morning on pushing yourself for the encounter with God. Pushing yourself to see what God has for you. To push yourself to get a touch, to get your healing, to get your breakthrough, to get your restoration, to get your encounter that will wake up, amen, the spiritual man, the spiritual woman, uh, that man of God, that woman of God that will rise up. Someone say rise up. Rise up. That will awaken it. So many Christians are falling asleep in church. I'm not talking about physically, I'm talking about spiritually. And, they're, and, they're, and, and God is looking and God is looking and God is saying, where are my soldiers? Where are my mighty women? Where are my mighty men? I, I, I touched you for a reason. I delivered you for a reason. I set you free for a reason. I restored your marriage for a reason. I brought back the kids for a reason. I gave you back your business for a reason. I did all what I did for a, someone say it with me, a reason. Wow. And I want to look if you can really quick to Luke, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. When you have it, say amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 40 says these words. 
So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus and he was a ruler of the synagogue and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age and she was dying. But as he went, the multitude thronged him or pressed on him. Now a woman having a flow of blood or issue of blood for 12 years who had spent all their livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. Mm. Listen to there. Healed by any. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your pure word, O oh God, that rebukes us, that cuts us, that heals us, that mends us, that speaks to us, that get deep into us, oh God, that awakens us, oh God. I pray, Lord, that we would grab a hold of this this morning, God, and there be an awakening and a rising, oh God, an encounter that will change our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. I want you to see here is, is Jesus was returning from going out and doing so many things that he does, he healed a, he healed a demon possessed man. He he uh, he talked about the parables and he lays out some things and he's functioning in the gifts that God's given him or the call that he was doing and ministering to people that were hurting, lost. Because the Bible says that that he came for the sick, the lame, the poor, the brokenhearted. Amen. And, and it goes so many things that he came for. And here he is, and he's walking in, into this place, and they begin to welcome him. They even fell at his feet. This man fell at his feet. And he says, my daughter is dying. My daughter is dying. They knew who to go to. He knew who to go to for an encounter with God. He knew who to go to for a touch, for a breakthrough, for something to get healed in his life, his daughter to get healed. He knew exactly who to go to. Are you guys with me? The Bible says that he was his only daughter and she was 12 years of age. 12 years of age. She was a young girl. I'm, one of my daughters is 10, going on 11. And I, I, that's a difficult age. Hallelujah. Amen. Any, any age of a daughter is difficult. Hallelujah. Amen. And I got two of them. Amen. And so uh, uh, I can understand here, amen, uh, where he's coming to Jesus and he's coming to him because he knew that that was the answer. That was the place that he would encounter God and things would happen. He would encounter God and God would do it. The Bible goes on. He says these words that, that a woman... Uh, excuse me, when he was going, there was, there was a crowd. And there was a crowd of men and it was, there, was, there, was, there was struggles to get there. There was a struggle. There was, he says that people were pushing on him. People were pressing him. And in other words, people were pushing on him. He was trying to get in there and there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people around, surrounded, like going to a concert or, or, or going into a meeting or going somewhere. There's so many people and, and you got to push through that. And so the Bible goes on and says these words, listen closely, please, about this woman who had all, how she lived, wasted her money, and she, she, had a, she was on her, on her menstrual for so many years, 12 years, and, and she was, while she was bleeding, continued bleeding, she, she spent her livelihood on physicians and, and could not be healed by any. So she came from behind and touched the border of his garments. Now, I want you to see a picture here if I can. Uh, give me, give me that, those, that second row. All you guys, come up here really quick. Oh, you may come up here really quick. I want you to see something here. The second row. Come on, guys. Come on. 
Come up here. Come on the stage, guys. Come on the stage with me. Come on the stage. Come on. Bobby, take his place, Bobby. He, he's not thinking. Come on. Come on. Give me three. Roll of threes. Look that way. Turn that way. Turn that way. Turn that way. We're next to him over here. Roll of three, guys. One, two, three. One, two, three. I know it's pretty little hard. One, two, three. One on the other side. One on the other side. Right here. You're perfect, Bobby. One guy right here and one guy in front of him. Uh, Stephen, there you go. Back him up right there. Now, here is a picture here. Amen. Bishop, come here. And he'd be in front of them. Journey. Stand in front of them, in the middle between them. And you're going to be Jesus. You're going to be a dark, bald-headed Jesus. Come on. <laughs> and there he is, and there's so many people around him. And here's the woman with the issue of blood. And he's getting pushed, he's getting pronged. And I need you to see this. Here's the woman with an issue of blood. And she's trying to get, guys, don't let me get in there. Trying to get in there. Trying to get in to get a touch of Jesus, an encounter with Jesus. Remember, she's sick. Women, you know how you are cranky when you're on that <clears throat> menstrual. You're different. <laughs> Your peacefulness is out the door. Strive comes in. Frustration. They get mad at little things. You're cramping up. You're painful. You're drained. You're tired. You're exhausted. Because why? Because the purpose of the menstrual or the thing that's inside you, the purpose of everything is that for you can reproduce. And when, it, when it's no longer valuable or no longer going to reproduce, it flushes itself out. Right or wrong, women? It flushes, everything flushes out, so everything takes off. So she couldn't produce nothing. She couldn't produce an encounter. She couldn't produce change in her life. She couldn't produce nothing in her life. Because the continuous of the flow, the loss, the menstrual, and she wasted all her money on finding or looking for an encounter with physicians. Fortune tellers. Curanderas. Curandero. She wasted her money on horoscopes and the stars and crystals and, and all this. She wasted all her money and all that stuff. Trying to find an encounter with a God with the small G, not the big G, not me, God. <laughs> and she wasted away her finances. It's funny, I wonder what happened if she would invest her finances in the kingdom of God. But since she didn't have nothing left no more, like all of us do, when we ain't got nothing else left to do, I don't know about you, but I had nothing else left to do. I lost everything, nothing was working, so I, I became like that woman on the period. <laughs> Tired, weak, messed up, probably a little possessed. <laughs> but the Bible says nothing can heal her. <laughs> 
And it goes on and says these words that, that he, she came from behind. Now, remember there was a crowd of people. So she came from behind. So this girl pushed herself to touch. Come on, somebody. She pushed herself to touch. She pushed herself to touch the hem of the garment of Jesus. She pushed herself. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. She pushed herself. We need to push ourselves. We need to push ourselves when our body tells us no way. When our body tells us there's no way it's going to happen. There's no way it's going to work. God don't love you. Nobody cares about you. You don't have to push yourself to encounter God. You have to push yourself regardless of what's in front of you. You have to push yourself because what happens is when we get sick, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. And this woman could have been poor me, but I noticed some women got bigger backbones than men. She didn't stay home because she knew that wasn't working. She knew all the doctor visits and the doctor calls and everything else wasn't working. She just wasted, what, her time, her money, her energy. She invested it in the wrong thing until one day, she heard about a man that was even, not even there to visit her. Jesus wasn't there for her. Jesus was there for who? Jairus' daughter. He was on his way to her house. But on the way to her house, she pushed in to get hers in her house. Oh, come on, somebody. On the way, Jesus, on the way to Jairus' house. She pushed her way to get Jesus in her house. See, my question to you, are you willing to push yourself to get Jesus back in your house? Are you willing to push yourself back into regardless of how weak you feel and how, how tired you feel and you know how, how miserable you get? You got to get yourself out of that. You got to shake that off. Come on, somebody. You got to push yourself. Depression comes when you're alone by yourself. All that nasty thoughts and weird thinking gets you when you're by yourself. You isolate yourself and all of a sudden you're talking to yourself. Now, hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing a fine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now you look like one of the guys in the street. I was telling my wife, you know, you know what probably happened to them before they got demon possessed, all weird like that? They started doing this. Man, I'm okay. I'm, I'm going I'm to be all right. You probably talked yourself, pumped yourself up. Pretty soon you started, you became a second person. <laughs> then it got really weird. <laughs> but that's the way we are. We think if I just pull back, I'm going to be okay. No, it gets worse. So she said, I know I'm tired. I know 
I have issues. I know I'm sick. I know I'm going through this. I know everything's happening to me. I don't want to stay home and die. I don't want to stay home and die. I don't want to stay home and die. I don't want to stay home and die physically. I don't want to stay home. Let's be first. I don't want to stay home and die spiritually. I don't want to stay home and lose everything that God has for me. Church, the Bible says that all of a sudden she, 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 she pushed through, touched his garment, and immediately, someone say immediately, immediately, immediately her flow of blood stopped. Wow. Her flow of blood stopped because she pushed herself for an encounter. What does encounter mean? It means a confrontation. We talked about this stuff. It's a, God confronted her issue. Yeah. Issue. The Bible says an issue of blood. And, and listen closely. How many of us have issues? Issues, issues, and issues. Issues at home. Issues with your spouse. Issues with your kids. Issues with your finances. Issues with, with your job. It, just issues with others. Just issues with yourself. just drains you. So she knew who to run to after she tried everything else. I never forget a, a, um, this Christian song that, was, that I heard maybe about like almost 18 years ago. I never forgot it. It says, the very thing I did last, excuse me, the very thing I did last I should have did first, which was pray. Which was seek God. I'm like, wow, I never, that always reminded me every time I do something, okay, okay I need to stop. I need to, I need to pray. I need to pray first. And that's what helped me to see God first. That's what always helped me to put God first. Come on, somebody. Amen. Bible says immediately it stopped. Now look at look, look at me really quick on verse 45. And Jesus said, Who touched me? Listen closely. She pushed through, she pressed through, and she touched the hem of his garment. And she just felt that encounter pop boom woo like whoa I, I, I could tell she was probably like this and Jesus said who touched me when all denied it now the brothers were like I, I didn't touch you you touch it I didn't touch him I didn't cop no feel. I didn't do nothing. I wasn't me. It's, hey, Peter, we know you, Peter. Come on, Peter. Breathing down his neck. John the Beloved, you're always on his lap, John the Beloved. It says, when all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude pressed you, thonged you. You, hmm. And you said, who touched me? You're, you're, they're, they're tripping out because their eyes are stuck in the physical. Yeah. These were his disciples. They're like, everybody's touching you. Everybody's pushing on you. Everybody's, you know, probably pushing on you, grabbing your shirt, going like this to you. He goes, yeah, everybody's tugging at me. Everybody's, but someone really encountered me. It's like saying, oh, yeah, I go to church. I'm at church. I'm at church. 
But some really push past their hurts and pains. Somebody really came in here and said, you know what, I'm tired yeah. of what I'm going through. Someone said, I'm tired of feeling the way I've been feeling. Yeah. Someone finally said, and it's getting closer to him, finally said, I, I, I'm tired of going home and feeling the way I feel, depressed and hurt and mad. Yeah. Someone, said, someone stepped in and said, I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of just hopelessness. Tired of the debt. My debt is killing me. My finances are killing me. I just don't know what to do. Get, get, get closer. Closer. Push yourself closer. 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 He goes, and somebody just touched me. And I felt that encounter. I felt that. He, I felt the openness of that heart. I felt the desperation. I, 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 I felt it. And this thing goes on. He says this. But Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I perceived. The power going out from me. Now, I want to tell you, pastoring is not an easy thing. Pastoring is not an easy thing. You got to be called because you're going to have to stick it out when you want to run, you want to hide yourself. As much as you go through things, pastors go through things. I mean, there's so much stuff happening with pastors right now. They're all over the media because now that it wasn't happening, it was happening just because media now it's more pushed out there. So people think it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. It's, it's been always been out there. But now in media, everybody can see everything that's going on. Now, now listen closely to what I'm saying. There's times that I'll come and I'll pray for people. And I can tell who really wants it. Because after I'm done praying for that people, I walk away and I, whew, I walk away. Sometimes you guys see me like this. Huh? <laughs> Virtue left me. All the prayer, everything left me. Even now, I feel you guys are sucking life out of me. That's what pastoring is. God has got to, I got to be filled enough to push on you. To help you get your encounter. And you grab a hold of God. And so when you leave this place, you're changed. And and so Jesus is saying, no, 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 guys, you don't understand. I feel a lot weaker now. (laughs) The energy that I had ain't there no more. Power, virtue is out of me. He's saying, somebody drawed out of me. Listen to what I'm saying. Somebody drew strength and power. Somebody encountered. Somebody was desperate enough. It's like when people call me. I'll tell you how desperate I'm talking about. When people call me, when there's something bad happening in their family, and there's a desperation, I can't find them. I don't know what's going on. That's the desperation we need to get back for the kingdom of God. That desperation where you just feel a little, you just feel like, God, we've lost that desperation. And so we come and, and we come and we like, we're touching Jesus, but we're not encountering him. It's not waking us up anymore. It's not enlightening us. It's not making us feel like, I can't do this no more. I can't be acting like this no more. I'll never forget when I got saved, 1993. Met the Lord and, and didn't really know what Christianity was. I thought Christianity was, you know, you come to church and you, you let go of your issues and you can go and do whatever you want afterwards. That's what I thought it was because that's the way I was doing it. After a year of that, I found out you weren't supposed to be like that. I said, oh, you're supposed to behave all the time. So all the time, okay. So it was something new for me. 
I ran into Pastor Ruben and like in 94, met Pastor Ruben in 94, 93, about 90, I think in 93. And he came under Pastor Ruben in 93. And he was constantly doing ministry on love. Love. And I was like, man, this is weird, man. He wants us to love people. Love your enemy. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is too much for me. But I'll never forget, I got saved with another pastor. So we were both in that church. I'll never forget, he preached on a Sunday morning, Pastor Ruben. This is the day that my life, my life woke up. He said, I don't know what God you pray to, but it ain't the God I pray to. Because every time you come up here and you leave the same, you ain't praying to my God. I went back and I broke, I was broken. I went back and I left. And, 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 and I told the pastor I got saved and I said, hey, I says, we can't act the way we act anymore. And he's all, ah, don't worry about it. I said, no. I said, I'm done with this. I'm out of here. Packed my bags. Called Pastor Ruben. Said, Pastor Ruben, I want to change. I want different. I'm going, come on. I, I want something different. <laughs> you all know what my pastor did to me, Pastor Ruben. Did to me. He didn't even know me. He only knew me for a few months. He took me in to his house at eight, 19 years old. Took me into his house, and if he would never did it to me, I don't know where I would be at. But I had an encounter. I had an encounter with God that woke me up. That woke me up and says, "You know what? I, I I don't want, I don't want to be fighting no more. I don't want to be stabbing dudes no more. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be all messed up no more. I don't want that no more. I don't know what your issue is, but I know what my issue was. I didn't want to be like that no." I didn't want that no more. I didn't want that no more. You have to come to a place where you're tired of your issue to get your encounter. You gotta be tired of the struggle, the thing that's draining you, the thing that's pulling pulling from you, the thing that keeps you keeps you limited in doing what God wants you to do. You're gonna have to make it, you're gonna have to make a decision, an executive decision for yourself. To push through. Someone said push through. You're going to have to push yourself through. The Bible goes on, church, and he says these words. He says, he says, now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and fell down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him. The reason she had touched him, she declared openly, I, I, I did this because, because I had an issue. I had, I had this going on. I, I, that's why I, I didn't want this no more. I didn't want to feel like this. And I know you, you, you were the word that can heal me. Having an encounter with you would change my life. So I had to get past what I felt and what I think and what kept on keeping me limited, what kept on keeping me stuck, what kept me in the circle, what kept me not going where God wanted me to go. I had to, I had to, I had to come to a realization. I need to get out of myself. I need to push myself. Push myself. So I say, push yourself. So I say, push myself. To push yourself. This woman with the issue of blood, she had no excuse. She said, I'm getting away all the excuses. Tells him the reason that she had touched him 
and how she was healed immediately. Not only did she tell them the reason, but she told them about when I touched you, when I had that encounter with you, oh, I felt everything go back to place. Oh, man, I've never felt, I haven't felt like this since I was a young girl. I'll feel refreshed. I'll feel rejuvenated. I feel like I got my groove back. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you next. While she had an issue of blood, there was no intimacy in her life. There was no intimacy. On her menstrual period, there was no intimacy. She said, I haven't been intimate with you, God. Oh, it's been a while since I've been really intimate with you. It's been a while since I've been really intimate with you that I've that I, that I got on my face and cried out to you. Oh, Father, where I've got to my face and got really intimate with you to help me, to help me, to help me. Because I've been bleeding, 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 and I've been bleeding, and I've been bleeding, and I've been bleeding. I'm all cut up. I'm just bleeding with issues. And I haven't been intimate with you. I haven't even said your name. I, I go to pray, but I can't. I, I just can't do it no more. I put my head down and I want to, but it seems like nothing comes out of my mouth no more. It seems like, like I, I, I just, I just, nothing. I've lost that intimacy. It's like when you haven't been intimate with your wife for a while and you go to touch her and she's like, oh, it feels weird. I don't feel weird. Intimacy with your spouse should be a given. Should be a given. But when you lose that intimacy, you lose a relationship.
daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith. I'm going to say your faith. Your faith. Your faith. Your persistence. Your faith. Your faith must be persistent. Your faith must be. This is God. This is all I got. God, I got nothing else. I can't put my money no more, nowhere else. God, I can't do nothing else. But I got to just, I got to be, I got to give everything. I got to give you my faith. She says, your faith. He addressed her. He addressed her and he says, your faith has made you well. Your faith, your faith in that encounter. I like what, I like what he said. He didn't say, oh, because you touched my, 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 my garment. That's why, just because of my garment. No, no. He addressed to her because you pushed with your faith. Because you pushed with what's inside you. And because you did that and you got out of yourself and you pushed when you touched that garment. He said, my God. Someone said, my God. My God, church. Listen, please, listen. My God. He says, he says, he says, he says you're made. Wow. Wellness. Well, with wellness. He said, you're, you're a physically healthy. You are spiritually healthy now. As physical and spiritual, continue with your intimacy with me. Continue with your intimacy so that it produces what you have not seen in a while. The Bible says in verse 49, while he was still speaking, now listen closely, church.
you're going to have to push yourself to get your kind of like the woman with an issue of blood. She pushed herself, regardless of how she felt, regardless of how weak she was, regardless of what was going on. Look at, I'm, I'm sick right now. I'm sick. I'm dehydrated right now. And I said, you know what? That was a liar because he dehydrated me. He didn't want me to preach today. And I said, I'm going to preach. I pushed myself to come and to deliver this message to you. I told Manuel, Manuel, be ready with the word. Because just in case I fall out, just go from there. I told him, because why? Because I know what it is to push yourself when you don't want to push yourself. But I pushed myself. And that's why God has always showed up in my life. That's why. That's the only reason why. Because I pushed myself for an encounter. As we begin to worship right now, I want you to just begin to push yourself. I want you, you want to begin to get a hold of God. I want you to begin to get a hold of God. And the altars are open right now. If you want to come, you come now. You come. You push yourself. Push yourself. You push yourself. You've got to make a decision what you want. I can't do it from you. She pushed herself. Jesus was looking that way. And she pushed herself this way.